Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Them Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam in the building once again. And hey, if you are new here, It's About Damn Time is a conversational podcast where we provide education, motivation through conversations and just, and just help you be a better person. And I'm and I'm here with somebody who I know is going to help you be a better person because this man creates great habits. He helps people create great habits. Uh, welcome Ty Nichols. He's also known as the Habit Strategist, a certified coach, and a renowned behavior design expert. I didn't even know what that was until I until I stumbled on this man on TikTok. And you know, once I found in, I went down a rap. Y'all know me. I when I when I, once I once I'm locked in or something, I just be scrolling and looking. He, he probably he probably thought I was a stalker for double tapping so much on all his content. So Ty, welcome to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy to be here, man. I'm glad you really reached out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so a lot of people who are longtime listeners, and I've been doing this for almost two, well, almost three years now. Granted, I grew up with my mom and my grandma, so I, I relate a lot to women. And, it, and so people look at me and be like, there goes Jerry with another woman on his podcast. He always have all the women on his podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to have a brother on so people can get off my back. <laughs> yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. I mean, I'm, I will agree with you. I mean, I grew up with, you know, uh, four of my aunts, my mother, my grandmother. I already know, you know, the, the way to the future um, is women for sure. Absolutely. So like you said, you know, bring some people on, you know what I mean? Get switched up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to kind of get in this conversation of, of, of good habits because we always talk about trying to have good habits, trying to, oh, I, I need to make it a habit of doing this. I need to make it a habit to go to the gym, make, make it a habit to, to eat better, whatever. But how do you, just off the rip, how how do you get into a mindset where you want to start creating, creating good habits? Because, yo, <laughs> that's a lot easier said than done. No, you're absolutely right. And you hit it right on the head before with any client I've coached, because I've coached people all over the world in habit formation and behavior design. The first things first is to address the mindset. The mindset is absolutely crucial. Oftentimes you find folks with a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, and you have to make that transition where they understand what failure is. They understand the importance of progress, even if it's small progress, right? But when it comes to habits, you know, why are they important? Well, your life is made up of your daily habits. You know how they say you are what you eat? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you are what you repeatedly do. Mm -hmm. And habits, you know, when you break them down, they're actually behavior. Habits are behaviors that have become automatic, have reached a point of automaticity. When you're talking about brushing your teeth, tying your shoes, locking your door when you leave your house. These are things you don't actively think about. You just automatically do. The key is to get certain behaviors that are moving you towards where you want to be into that automaticity realm. Like you said, something like exercising, reading, drinking water, meditating. All of these are different behaviors, depending on your goal, would push you towards that goal. Right. Yeah, so I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. When you talk about how to create, and the first thing is having that understanding and that mindset. The second step, and I've got you know a number of steps, but I'll go through them briefly. You got to understand your motivations and your goals. Now, I'm not big on goals. Let me tell you. I mean, oh. we can get into that when we get to about damn time. But you know, <laughs> identifying a goal is like way, way back in the day, 1600s. Remember you had the North the, the North Star? Yeah, yeah. You follow the North Star. If you start veering off, you know, oh, I got to get back in this direction. Mm -hmm. That's what it's good for, to understand the direction that you're going in, right? 
to understand that's where you want to go and why you want to get there. That's your motivation and your goals. Then you want to simplify your goals into tiny habits. Mm. And we'll get into the tiny habits method and how I got involved with that. But you want to shrink those behaviors down into bite-sized digestible pieces, right? Mm -hmm. Then you want to create effective triggers or prompts that are going to prompt you to do a specific behavior. You want to celebrate successes, celebrate that small progress, design a plan and measure and track your progress. Those are the keys in a, in a 10,000 <laughs> uh, mile view of, you know, habit formation and behavior design. So, so this is interesting. I'm, I'm going to go back to, to, to the word that you use. Cause I, 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 I love learning new words. Uh, autom, automati- what, what did you say with, with automaticity? Ooh, right? I love it. I love it already. So, think of a line, right? You uh-huh. got an arrow on both ends of the line. Right. On one end of the line, you have choice when it comes to behavior, you have choice, right? If you're out of town somewhere, you know, you're in LA, if you've ever been there and you're trying to choose where we're going to go, where we're going to visit or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're making active decisions and choices about where you're going. Towards the middle, you have, you know, some things that are automatic where you kind of know where you want to go. You've developed a routine. You've been there for a couple of days. You know where you want to eat breakfast. You know kind of where you want to eat lunch. But when you get to the automaticity realm mm-hmm. where the, it's automatic, that's like when you're at home and you're driving to work in the morning. You don't have to think about the route. You don't have to think about the streets. You just automatically, eventually you show up to work. As a matter of fact, think about it like this. Have you ever been driving one day from your home and then halfway through your trip, you're like, wait a minute, I'm on the way to work. I'm not going to work. Right. 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 I was just your thinking mind that. is on that autopilot piece. So the key is getting the right behaviors to automaticity. That's the key where you don't even really think about. It. That's really interesting. And and I, and I and I'm glad you came up with that example because I would I was just thinking about that. How many times have I gone to work and we're like or I'm the farmer's market, you know, is is right there near my job. So I'm I'm driving I'm driving to the farmer's market. And I know I'm going to the farmer's market and halfway in the middle, I make their wrong then turn. I'm like, uh-uh, today ain't the day for me to be at work. Like so, it it, it right. makes a lot of sense, and and so when you when you talk about that and trying to get good habits into that, and I love the examples that you made of where where, where it's, it's locking the door when you know locking your car door when you leave or uh, brushing your teeth when you, when you wake up in the morning, like, like some of the things you do. So it's getting, I, I guess, how do you get something, whether it's good or bad, I guess, how do you get how do you get it from Something that I've done a couple times, like maybe one of my things I'm guilty of waking up it's first thing in the morning. First thing I do is get on TikTok. Yeah, I know it's bad. It's horrible. It's horrible, right? But I do that. So how do I get that that habit? How do they get that habit from me doing that a couple times? How does that happen? All right. So that again, that goes down to your motivations. Why you do particular things depends on what you're getting out of, it, right? Any behavior that you have and you can apply what we call the fog behavioral model. So I got to take a few steps back to see how I got to where I am. Right. So one day I went to my doctor's office and I thought, you know, I was having some kind of issues with my kidneys. We did some tests and whatnot. He came in and said, hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with your kidneys. I was like, cool, I'm ready to get out of here. And then we went into our normal dance. Right. We do this dance every time where he mentions my weight and I'm like, doc, I feel fine. I'll eat a salad. I'll lose some weight. Right. Right. Now, keep in mind, at this time, I was 497 pounds. Oh. So my doc had had enough of these dances. And he said, hey, listen, you say you feel fine, right? I said, yeah, you saw my blood pressure is good. My cholesterol is great. He said, "Um, well, how does your spleen feel? I said, doc, I don't know what a spleen is, nor do I know what a spleen does. He went on to explain the importance of the spleen, how it cleans the blood, fights disease and so forth. But he went on to say that my internal organs are under extreme duress due to my weight. And if I don't make a change immediate, I could experience some catastrophic problem. And I didn't even think because our internal organs aren't built for that. Right. Right. They're built to do, you know, their systems. They're not meant to carry all of this extra weight. So I'm mumbling to myself. I need more motivation. I need this. I need that. And he's like, what you need is better habits. When you can control your habits, you can control your life. And it was like he remember that movie Inception, mm-hmm. 
It's like he incepted me with this idea of habits. So I went home and I bought several books on habit formation from Charles Duhigg all the way to BJ Fogg. And I implement, first of all, I absorbed all of these books and I continued to do research and I came to understand how habits work and how to apply them and how to implement them. And with that, I lost over 200 pounds. That's amazing. Yeah. So I took that experience and that knowledge. I said, I want more. So I went on to work side by side with B.J. Fogg, Dr. B.J. Fogg himself, the author of Tiny Habits, the current um, head researcher at Stanford University at the Behavior Design Lab. Like he is my mentor. Like we we went through and he trained me on how to coach people on how to build good habits. And I've been doing that ever since. Right. So there's a very particular way in which we go about building new habits. And the first thing is to understand how behavior works. Okay. So you have the fog behavioral model, which means behavior equals MAP. That's motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Your motivation, your prompt. Okay. And your access to do a particular thing, your ability, excuse me, not your access, your ability. So you've got your behavior equals your motivation, your ability, and your prompt. Well, what does that mean? So think about it like this. Say you like the Red Cross, right? Right. So the Red Cross, and you want to donate to the Red Cross, right? Okay. If they say, hey, all you have to do is text, send a text, and you can donate $10 to the Red Cross. Well, you're highly motivated, and it's very, you have an easy ability to do it, right? So it's easy to do you're going to do the behavior, right? right? Now, let's flip it. Let's say you're not really a big fan of the Red Cross, right? And in order to donate, you've got to take a case full of cash, $10,000 minimum, and you got to take it over to China and drop it off, right? So now (laughs) your motivation is low and your ability is low. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to do the behavior. And this this is goes along what we call the action line in terms of behavior in the fall behavioral model. So even if you have high motivation and low ability, you're probably not going to do the behavior. The key is having high motivation and high ability. And that gives you a high probability to do the behavior. So how can we get a high ability to do almost any behavior? That's where tiny habits comes in. That's when we get to the tiny habits method, which is as easy as ABC. <laughs> so break <laughs> it down for us. Yeah, what is the what is the let, tiny? What's the tiny? Let's keep habit breaking method? it down. Let's yeah. keep breaking it down. So it's easy as ABC, which is anchor behavior and celebration. So the first part is an anchor. An anchor is an existing routine in your life, right? An existing routine. Let's say every morning you get up and you brush your teeth. That's an existing routine. Right. But once you identify an existing routine, that's what we call the anchor. That's going to be your prompt to do your new behavior. Okay. Okay. Next is the behavior itself. Let's say I want to do more push-ups, right? That's not my ultimate goal, but I want to focus on my system which is to do more push-ups. Okay. Okay. I want. I would like to do fifty push-ups. Well, is that tiny? Would that be considered tiny? No, not at all. No. In fact, <laughs> what it would look like is you would shrink your new behavior down to its tiniest point. So to me, that's two push-ups. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So now we have the anchor, the brushing the teeth. The behavior is going to be two push-ups. And lastly, and probably one of the most important things is celebration. We change, check me, check me out. Everybody makes that face like, what you mean celebration? We change by feeling good, not by feeling bad. Right. I'm going to say it again for those in the back. We change (laughs) by feeling good, not by feeling bad. All right. So when you're celebrating and usually, you know, when I'm giving a keynote, I show them a bunch of different 
you know, ways they can celebrate. But one of the ways I celebrate is I'll put my hands in the air and say, yes, you know what I mean? Or I might give myself a thumbs up or I wink in the mirror like, yeah, you got this, <laughs> right? Like the, <laughs> the, what happens is there's a little bit of, you know, there's a positive feeling that comes with doing that behavior, right? Okay. That tells your body and your mind, let's do this again, right? Yeah. So now let's put it all together. What is a, uh, a behavioral recipe look like? After I brush my teeth, I will do two push-ups, and I will celebrate by looking in the mirror and saying, you got this, right? Mm. We already know you're going to brush your teeth because that's an existing routine. Exactly. Right? Exactly. The behavior is so small, you can't say no. Right. We're not asking you to do anything massively difficult. True. Right? True. And then you're going to celebrate after. Think about, and when we think about celebrations, I want you to think about this as well. Think about when a child is first starting to walk. All right. They're trying to walk and their legs are all straight and they're wobbling. What are the parents doing? They're encouraging they're cheering them. them they're on. cheering them on. Right. They're cheering right. them on. Come on. Come yeah. on. Right. And the kid gets excited. They're feeling good. So they take another step. Let's imagine the opposite. What if the parents were just sitting back like, oh, OK, kid. All right. They probably would just stop and just reach out. They would just, just stop and probably. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that goes the same way with your internal behavior. You are celebrating yourself. You're celebrating your progress. You're celebrating that small moment that will tell your body and your brain, take another step. Yo, Ty, like th this, this, this ABC method. I love this because I oftentimes, and this is prop. this is probably why a lot of my, my habits that I'm trying to make good habits fail. I don't do well celebrating myself and I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. So like, so I'm trying to get, I've been having like a lot of anxiety lately. So I, so I'm telling myself I need to do more with meditation in the morning, you know, to have, you know, to clear my mind out and everything. And so as, as I'm listening, you tell this example about the pushups with the ABCs in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I can do, I can apply this. I know that I'm reaching for my phone. I just submitted that. I'm reaching for my phone in the morning. So instead of reaching, so since I'm reaching for my phone, that's the behavior that I normally do. I can just I just go to YouTube, play some background music, and I can sit there and just do my little meditation right then and there. First first ten minutes, first five minutes of the day, just sit there and do that, just to clear the mind. I never thought about C. I never like legit until you mentioned it. I never thought about C to be maybe it could be like me, you know, gratitude or saying you know great you gonna do you gonna do a, you gonna have a great day today. T today is your day. Something. I never thought about it. All these things feel to me like a like items on my Microsoft to do list, <laughs> <laughs> which I have like 143 yeah. of them right now. Which so yeah. so it's not working. So I love the example with the with the kid. You know, you you need that you need that celebration part to motivate you to 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 move to 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 keep going to it's, keep going to keep going, sense. and it's so small. It's so small you can't say no. It's so small that you can't. You're not. I'm not saying run a lap or. It, and this is the other thing. We have to find new ways to celebrate, mm -hmm. especially those who struggle with overeating or eating the wrong things. Uh, most folks that I know that are not necessarily in the base ship, they'll say when it's time to celebrate, when something happens, let's go eat. It doesn't always have to be eating, babe. You know what I mean? <laughs> another way to celebrate. It doesn't always have to be around food. You know what I mean? So when I say that, I say that we need to celebrate ourselves and celebrate these small wins. You even, you know, even if it, it feels weird at first, I'm telling you, I did everything I'm telling you, I heard and I was wildly skeptical, right? I was like, what? But I am telling you without a doubt, this is the way. Now, there's other ways to, for example, for you specifically. Here we go. You don't want to, you know, mess with your phone early in the morning. You know, it's something you shouldn't do. Right. I, uh, with my clients, I often tell them, don't even touch your phone for the first 10 to 20 minutes when you wake up. Let your brain wake up. Get, you know, get some sun in your eyes. Get some water on your face before you start messing with the phone. 
Now, how can we do that? A lot of times when it comes with bad habits or what you would consider bad habits, it's environmental design. All right. What I would tell you to do is put your phone in a whole nother room. When you're going to sleep, put your phone in another room. And you might be saying, but, but Ty, it's, it's my alarm. Ty, it's my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, you need to buy a new alarm. You can get one on Amazon for probably $3 for more than it costs this cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Right. You can get a little regular alarm that you plug in that's going to do the job. Because at the end of the day, you want to make these changes that are going to impact your life. You're going to have to make some significant changes and not excuses, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I, you know, not to be harsh on anybody who's using it that way, but that's an excuse. You it can is. make change. You know what I mean? The same thing with people when they tell me, Ty, I end up watching. But I ask them, well, what did you do? Spend so much of your time on yesterday. I was watching this. I was watching that. So you spent all this time watching Netflix. You didn't mean that wasn't your plan, but you just ended up doing it. I said, I'll tell you what, when you finish watching TV later on, I want you to take your remote and throw it under your bed. I said, why, why, why am I going to do that? Just do it. Two days later, we hop back on the phone. I'm like, all right, so how much TV did you watch? I was like, oh, man, I didn't really watch that much TV. I said, why not? Well, my remote was under my bed and I didn't really feel like crawling up under there to get it. Well, there you go. And what did you do at that time? Well, I actually was more productive because I started reading. I started doing this. I started doing that. That's the key. So what I'm saying with those two examples, throwing a remote under the bed and taking your phone into another room is that you're creating friction between you and the behavior. You're making the behavior harder to do. That's the opposite of what we're doing with tiny habits, right? Right. When it comes to building a new habit, we try to make it as easy, as simple and to do as possible. When it comes to bad habits, you want to make that behavior harder to do. That, okay, mind blow. Okay, that that makes perfect sense, though. That makes perfect sense. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask is getting to the relationship between good habits, creating good habits, and eliminating bad habits. And it's just simple as that. It's just, it just make the good habits easier to do, make the bad habits harder to do. Exactly. And that, and that, and that totally makes sense because I'm not about, if I'm comfortable in my bed, I'm not about to get up and reach and and, and, and get up to go get the phone, to go back in bed, to look at, at, at TikTok and Instagram. I'm going to be like, nah, let me just go on and, and, and take my shower and brush my teeth, do my two push-ups, get myself a week in the mirror. <laughs> and, then, and then keep me pushing. So it, it makes perfect sense. Huh. Look at you. Hey, baby, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to see the world, baby. You know what I mean? Um, oh. You know, it's it's and that and it's and it's really in some ways, you know, it's simple and in some ways, you know, but some people, some people are listening. Some people are going to hear this. Some people are going to hear it later. They're going to hear it. They're hearing it now. What have you. But they're already making excuses for everything we're talking about. Mm. Right. Stop with the excuses. If you want to change. Get rid of the excuses. You can't make excuses and make progress. Right. OK, so I'm glad I'm glad that you bring this up. So. I oftentimes I'm talking to I, I listen to so many different um, people walks of life and a lot of my friends that has these that has these goals in mind on things that they want to do and I know we talk about goals later but they have these these things that they have in their in their mind on what they want to do how they want to move forward in life mm-hmm. and and so we, you know we're working together we're talking to them like hey why don't you, how about doing this we can start off small you can do this 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 and this oh man you know. Uh, you know, you want to wake up in the morning. See, the morning time is rough because I don't, I don't sleep at night, and then my ankle will be hurting in the morning, like around seven thirty six, and then it hurt from seven thirty six to seven forty five, and then my knee, I, I got to get ready to go to work. What do you do when, when you're working with your clients, when you're working with, with, with different people, when they give you the excuses? What do you, how do you, how do you eliminate those excuses, or do you? Oh yeah, we definitely address excuses. Like I, like I mean, the first thing, like I said. One of the first things we we address is mindset, right? Then we go to motivations and goals. If this is what you want, these are the steps that you're going to need to take, right? And, you know, it's also about being blunt and honest. Just like I'm honest with your audience members right now, when they're saying, what tie is my, it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Call it what it is. I tell them exactly what it is. And you got to be honest with yourself. Sometimes I got to tell myself, like when, because so, 
I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to take you behind the curtain a little bit right now. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing something called 75 hard. Are you familiar with this? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I forget, I forget the dude's name that, that, you know, does it or, or implemented it or created it. Uh, shout out to him, whoever he is. But if you Google it, everybody will see who that is. Anyway, so 75 hard is you're doing a set of things for 75 days straight. Those things are, one, you're taking a progress pic, right? In the morning, you're taking a picture, front, side, back. Number two, you need to drink a gallon of water. Number three, you need to work out for 45 minutes inside. Number four, you need to work out for 45 minutes outside. So that's two 45 minutes work workouts. And one has to be inside and one has to be outside. Oh. All right. Rain, sleet, or snow. Mm. All right. Number five, you need to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. So that's going to be like a health book. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called Mindset, right? I'm reading another. I know about mindset. I know about a fixed and uh, a growth mindset. And I'm still reading about more about mindset, right? So you got to read 10 pages, okay? No alcohol whatsoever, 75 days. And lastly, number seven, you need to follow a strict diet. Whatever diet you want to choose, whether it's keto, whether it's Jenny Craig, whether whatever it is, you need to stick with it. Because oftentimes people, and we, we can get into the short-term versus long-term goals and whatnot, um, but people don't see immediate progress, so then they quit. But if you stay on this 75 hard, you're going to have to stick with it for 75 days. And if you miss any of those things, Start one out of those 75, one of the one out of those seven things, you start 75 all over again. So if you're on day 50 and you miss a workout, you starting all over again. And you've been on TikTok, so you might have seen it before. But yeah, not, now, now that you mentioned it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Now that you broke it down, that, that does sound familiar. And you probably I think I, I think I scrolled past it real fast when I <laughs> yeah. When and what you see, he said, "Wait, I ain't doing that. Let me go ahead. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You miss me with all of that." Um, but most people don't. Most people don't pass it, right? Uh, I'm on day day 19 right now. So I've been doing this for 19 days in a row. And there have been days where it was like, the hardest thing for me is the water. Honestly, yeah. the workouts are cool. The diet is cool. You know, the first couple of days are hard because your body is used to certain sugars and cravings and all that. After about a week, the cravings pretty much go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But water this is like an avalanche. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of water. It is a lot of water. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a struggle. But I got to, I got to, I, I, the same way I'm in with my clients, I'm blunt and honest. I'm, I'm blunt with myself. Hey, hey, listen, you need to drink this water. Stop playing these games. Let's go. You got in mind, you got to focus. Let's go. So then I'm chugging it back. So when I talk to clients, you know, about these things, I remind them of their motivations and their goals, right? Okay. I also, and again, when it comes to certain behaviors and they're tiny, so we create tiny changes in their lives that ultimately grow over time. Because I didn't come up with that 50 pushups out of nowhere. It's actually something that I tried to do. And that's why. So I, I said to myself, I want to do 50 pushups. And this is long before I got involved with habit formation and behavior change. I was doing 50 pushups a day. Right. So the first three days, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, 50 pushups. I'm killing it. Day four, I was like, nah, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. And then it just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. But what happened with the tiny habits was I started with two. Every day it was two. I had my little celebration. You the best, right? A week later, I'm doing seven, 10, 20, 35, right? Until it got to a point where I was doing 50 pushups easily. Brush my teeth, bang. Less than three minutes, I got 50 push-ups done, right? Whoa. So that's what happens with your tiny habits. They don't stay tiny. They eventually start to grow, and they grow on their own as they tick, tick, tick towards automaticity. Even when, when you were young, I'll use, I'll use tying your shoes. You remember? You had to tie. You, you, you might have had a song with it. You know, you got the ears and this and that, like, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> But now you tying your shoes, you're having a whole conversation on the phone. You ain't even looking at the shoe. Right. right? That's because it tick, tick, 
tick towards automaticity. The key is being in control of the behaviors you want and then getting rid of the behaviors that you don't. That is so interesting. Cause I, and, I, and I love the I love the push-up thing because because a couple summers ago, I was trying to do the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to do 50 push-ups today. You know, I probably saw a TikTok about it. And I was like, I'm going to do 50 push-ups today. I'm, I know I'm going to change my body in, in, a, in, a, in the next uh, 30 days and everything. And I think I was doing well, too. And I, I think I think I might have got to I might have got to day six, you know, because I was, I was, because I wasn't, I wasn't banging them out the, the, you know, just, just all at one time. I was spreading them out throughout the day. So I might have got to day six. Yeah. My arms start feeling a little shaky. I was like, ah, I'm going to take one, <laughs> I'm going to take a day break. And, and a day break turned to like three or four months later. My daughter called me, Daddy, you still do 50 push ups a day? Nah, baby. Nah. <laughs> yep. Not anymore. So I, I, I love the, the build, the, the, the two, the seven, the 10, you know, to, to get, to get there and it's, and it's the accomplishment because even getting to the point where I could do 25 in the clip, I had to start doing, you know, the modified pushups and I had to do about five of those first mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. myself up to doing the standard pushup. So it took that time and it, I, I did have a little, I did have a little, you know, big chest where I, you know, somebody was like, yo, you doing pushups? Yeah. I just, yeah. I just knocked out a quick 25. You did twenty five pushups just like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just build up, you know. And and so I get the the increments that it 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 does, you know, it does make you feel better, and it and it's you, you had a sense of accomplishment. So uh, I'm glad you brought up the the short term, you know, versus long term versus habit. So let's kind of get into that. So sure. you and I, we we might can still you know use that same example with pushups. You decided that you wanted to, you wanted to do fifty pushups. You, there, I don't know if there was a time frame or whatever, but it was it was a part of a a bigger thing that you wanted to do. Obviously, all the weight that you you lost, so you know that was part of something bigger. So, mm-hmm. how do you turn something from a from something a, a, a short term goal to a long term goal to to making it a habit? Well, so that's the thing, right? When it comes to habits and short term and long term goals or short-term versus long-term goals, it's more of a pathway mm-hmm. um, than two separate things, right? Like, for example, you might say, you know, in terms of a long-term goal, you know, I want to write, I want to publish a book, right? right? Short-term goal, I want to have the first chapter written by the end of next month, right? So in 60 days, I want to have the first chapter written. So that'll be a short term versus long term having the book published. But when it comes to habits, the focus isn't necessarily on what the goal or even the milestone is. The habits are those daily routines that are going to get you towards that goal. You know what's funny? A little psychological thing that people do. By telling someone their goal, they get a positive feeling as though they accomplished said goal, right? It's a weird thing. I've done it myself. I I look back to spots in my life where I was like, yeah, I felt like I accomplished something just by telling someone what I was aspiring to do, right? That's why I don't focus a lot of energy on goals. Focus that, that's, it's just a, that's just a distant directional piece. The focus is those daily systems. So, for example, let's back to the writing piece. It's not about whether you want to or even when you want to have it done. It's about am I writing a couple of paragraphs a day? Am I writing a sentence a day? Am I sitting down at my laptop and at least typing something every single day? That consistency is more important than focusing on the goal because so many people focus on the goal so much that they don't you they don't focus on the daily activities and then when they don't reach the goal or reach a milestone then they're beating themselves up i'm not good enough i'm not strong enough i'm not smart yo that that makes a lot of sense i a lot a lot of times and this is kind of what i what i've started doing on um, last couple of years so towards towards the end of the year i want to make my yearly goals and everybody has these, you know, what do they call them resolutions or goals or whatever they want to, what, what they want to do for the for the year. They have those all laid out. The problem is 
they're so big and so broad. How are you how are you taking those three hundred sixty five days and accomplishing the things that you set out for? And and what I began to do is I started making monthly goals that ties in to those yearly goals. What do I want to accomplish this month? It's going to get me to where I'm, I'm going to try to get to. And so I make those. Here's here's the five, three to five things I, I got that I want to do this month. And then and so so then I break that down. All right, this week I'm gonna do. If, if my my goal, because one of the things I did, I made the announcement that I wanted to have this podcast label. I want to get the production and help and help creators with podcasts and things of that nature. It was big for me to announce that because I was scared shitless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to even say it out loud, I, I whispered to some people and be like, "Don't tell nobody," because I don't I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. So it, it scared me just for that part. So I so you, I make I make the announcement and, ask, and I want to create a company that does that. That's a goal. Mm-hmm. So, like, what? So, what are you doing? What are you doing this month? This month, I am going to create this LLC. I'm gonna go to. I'm in Georgia. I'm gonna go to the Secretary of State in Georgia. I'm gonna sit there and pay this 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 ninety nine dollars or whatever, and I'm gonna create this company. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do this. So, it, it was about breaking breaking all these things down from from yearly to monthly to weekly to here's the two to three items I want to accomplish in a day that's going to, that's going to pour into that. And I think that's exactly what you, what you, what you mean. We focus so much on this, on this big goal. Even as far as this podcast, I told you I've been doing this for almost three years. What I did not tell you is for, for two to two and a half years prior to this podcast, I kept telling somebody I was going to do a podcast. Mm, I, kept, I, I had Facebook memories that haunted me that I'd be like, sorry for the wait. Podcast coming soon. And I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, <laughs> like, what like, am oh, I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so, so it, it's a, you're right. The announcement gave me the gratification because everybody like congratulations. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to yeah. do I, But I ain't did nothing. I ain't, ain't, I ain't on a mic. Ain't I ain't set on format. I ain't coming with a name of the show. I don't know what my show about. I just know that I'm about to do a podcast. And these people that gave me 26 likes, because I counted twice, gave me 26 likes. And I'm and I am on top of the world. I'm the world I wish you. <laughs> on top of the moon, dog. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, and then I mean that takes you. I mean, we can get into you know the social media aspect too. You know, in turn, because some people are just seeking that alone. Like you're looking at it, you really want to do this, but you know you're falling in. You know, kind of your own psychological trap with it. Mm-hmm. But some people, that is their goal. How many how many of these likes can I get? You know what I mean? And it's and it and it's and it's it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? Mostly from in my view for for the kids, right? Because when they're really on it, then they're just constantly seeking this validation from mm. strangers about virtually nothing, you know what I mean? But you know, be that as it may, at the end of the day, man, like you said, that's you're absolutely right. And I did the same thing as you. I broke down a bunch of different stuff I needed to do. And I broke it down by year, by quarter, by month, by week. And then I broke it down to daily activities in terms of how many call, how many calls I need to make, how many emails I need to make. And my habit was, now that I've created this whole plan, because there's nothing wrong with creating a plan, right? You, I created a plan. Now my ha- my new habit was check the plan. I, I moved, I changed my, my office around, but I used to have it up on the wall. I'm going to put it back up. So boom, my habit was, all right, as soon as I get up, I brush my teeth, I do this, I walk my dog, da, 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 then boom, what's on my plan? Okay, I got to make these calls. Boom, I make the calls. Again, once I finish one thing, boom, check the plan. Okay, I got to do something else. Check the plan. Then once the plan is done, then I can move on, you know, to other things, right? Um, so if you have a plan in place, then your habit is to make sure you're following through with the plan. And then guess what? Celebrate. <laughs> celebrate celebrate don't forget to celebrate i like that having it right there too because mm-hmm. often you know again on my phone the products and everything I, I got all these lists and everything but unless i go to that app to look to see what what's the plan for the day or or maybe i'm distracted i'm doing something else my daughter called me maybe you know th- this person's in need whatever i'm not looking at that app but if i'm if i'm sitting here at, at this desk working and i know what here's the things i gotta do and i look up 
here's the plan. The plan, you know, you know, we're gonna sit there and, and work on, you know, you know, podcast advertising. We're gonna we're gonna work on knocking out, you know, production for this. So that makes sense to that visualization to have there. I, I feel like it's so important. I've, I know I've said this to a friend who listens to the podcast. She's going to have some words for me when I say this out loud, but I have said to this this person, hey, even though it's, it's, it's at the time of recording, it is May now. Did you come up with your goals on what you want to do? I mean, I know what I want to do. Did you write them down? Did you write it down? It ain't real until you write it down. It's not real until you write it down. It's not real until you write it down. I, and and what, once I wrote down that I want to start this company, that's when I started putting forth the effort to try to make it happen. Beforehand, I just talked about it. Just talked about it. Kept getting likes. Kept, Kept getting, getting likes. Congratulations. <laughs> like, you doing it, boy. You out here. <laughs> he out here doing it. They were sharing it, too. They uh-huh. took a share. Look I'm at my so, man out here getting it. I'm so <laughs> proud of my best friend. Look at him. Go best friend. What? What in the blue hell did y'all I do? catch his podcast? <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon on the podcast tip. Yeah, man. And that's that's the thing. I mean, and I mean on a, on, a, on another side note, again, I mean, we got I'm doing low-key coaching in the middle. But you with with the list being in your phone, you're creating a your own barrier to the behavior, right? Remember, we talked about making things harder. So with it being in an app. So I got to open my phone. Then I got to find the app. Then I got to go into the app, right? If, 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 if in fact, you know, your, your phone is going to be the linchpin of things that you do, I would change my screensaver. Like what, what, soon as you pick it up, boom, my checklist is right there. That's the first thing that I see as soon as I pick the phone up. Mm. So, you know, just different things, man. Cause I mean, I know I got to, my phone is right there. I got to, I got to, everything is happening. A computer in your hand. I understand it. Um, some people obsess, but if you're gonna touch it that much, try to leverage the different, you know, things about it. Some people, you know, there's a and I don't know, you know, shout out to I guess to all the Android people, but I got an iPhone. But um there, there's a there's a a system where you know every time you pick the phone up, a different image can come up, right? right. So for some of my clients, I have I told them, I gave them like, I don't know, 30 different pictures of motivational affirmations and stuff like that. So every time they pick the phone up, it's a different affirmation. You know what I mean? That, you know, they're looking at each time. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's key to have those positive things going into your brain, especially in the morning. Ty, that, that, is, that is great because and I, I, I just heard that piece of advice not too long ago. And, and it was from my 15-year-old daughter. Mm. She 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 was she she said that she had put a list of her homework assignments just so she wouldn't keep missing stuff. So we she was tired of us having these conversations about 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 hey, I know you got the work, you just missed the assignments, and I know you did it because we talked about it. You got to turn it in, and so mm-hmm. she got tired of having those conversations. So she put that on, on her iPhone. Shout out the iPhone, and she oh, put no. that on her. She, she put that on her iPhone. So so every time she picked up a phone and you, you think. As a forty-three-year-old man, how, how I talk about my phone. Look at a fifteen-year-old girl. You see the, the the phone is life. So she so she picked it up and she looked. Oh, I gotta do this. Oh, I had to do this shit off the list. So it just makes perfect sense. Put it, make it easy for yourself. As, as you see, when you make when you're making these 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 good habits, we want to make it the the easiest as possible. Easiest so, possible. As a matter of fact, it's so funny. I wrote a blog on my website, thehabitstrategies.com, and I was talking about the big lie, the new big lie. You know what the new big lie is? Go big or go home. People always talking about go big or go home. That implies that small progress doesn't matter. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And that is, as we've been discussing, extremely false. Small progress does matter. And I get it. You can have big dreams. You want to be whatever, on the, the Forbes list for this and that. For you, for example, you want to be, you know, in the top 1% of all podcasts. I right. think that's a great goal and, and aspiration to have. And then you create a plan all the way down to the daily, and then you follow the plan, you know, with habits, right? But, um, you know, like I said, I wrote it because, you know, it, it 
you know, people are always talking about goals. So, so either I do the biggest thing, the hardest thing in the world, or I go home and do nothing. Nah, man. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that nonsense. It's at progress all. over. It's progress over perfection. There it is. Oh, don't get me started on the perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Recovering procrastinator. (laughs) Yeah, I I am. If if you if you at stage twelve, you had your twelve steps. I I think I'm in I'm in I'm in uh, step four or five. I'm I'm there. I'm I'm on the road to recovery from from both. But my former business coach, she would always she's always mentioning uh, progress over perfection, and uh, and that's just something I just I'm I am trying. To implement in my life and everything. Um, what I do want to, I, I do want to get to is the fact that we talked about these habits, and we, and, and yes, we've given out uh, different examples when it came to the push-ups, when it came to writing a book, you know, podcast, things of that nature. But you really can just apply creating good habits to just any aspect of your life, right? Any aspect. So, Any like, like, talk about it, because because your your clients that come to you, it's this it's not just entrepreneurship. It's not just okay. No. This this is the activity that they want to do. This this is for basically any anything they got going on in their life, right? Absolutely. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up because as I said, when you think about the fog behavioral model, right? Remember, behavior equals motivation, ability, and prompt, right? Your prompt is a cue or a trigger that says, do this thing now. A prompt is when I'm sitting at a red light, when it turns green, that's a prompt for me to go. Right. So there's always a prompt for every behavior you have. There's a prompt and there's a level of motivation and a level of ability. Right. I'm going to give you one another example before I delve in. You think about your cell phone. Right. There have been when sometimes when your phone has rang in the past, there have been reasons you didn't answer the phone. Some of those reasons had to do with motivation and some of those reasons had to do with ability. Those reasons that dealt with motivation might have been you looked at the phone and you saw, I don't want to talk to this person. Or this literally says scam likely don't want to talk to a scammer. Right. Or my phone is across the room. I don't feel like getting up to go get it. That is motivation. Ability and my reasons you might not have been answered the phone is I was on another call. I was in a meeting. I was in the shower. I didn't hear the phone. Those have to deal with ability, right? So I'm showing you this example with your phones. We talk a lot about the phones in that the fog behavioral model applies to every behavior in your life. Now, some of my clients, they're, you know, they think they want one thing and they want to change one thing when they really need to change something else entirely, right? And some of the things that we start on are what I call keystone or meta habits, right? When I say keystone or meta habits, these are habits that bleed into every area of your life, right? For example, reading bleeds into every area of your life. It increases your education about particular subject matter. It increases your focus, right? It allows you to, you know, really sit down and focus on one thing at a time. It, uh, it helps deal with your patience, right? And this helps you in other areas of your life. When you think about um, exercise, for example, again, cardiovascular, you're getting out toxins, you're strengthening your nervous system, your physical body, you get better sleep, you drink more water when you're exercising, like all of these things bleed into other areas of their of, of their lives, right? Right, right? So there are some people who want to be more productive, right? Oftentimes it's, you know, it's it's a productivity issue, but like you said, oftentimes they are perfectionist. So then we deal with the procrastination. But the reason that you procrastinate isn't because you're lazy. It isn't because um, you know, you're you're not good enough, right? Oftentimes it's because you're trying to be a perfectionist. Oftentimes it's because you're facing overwhelm because you're thinking about it too big instead of breaking it down into small chunks of pieces. There are some people who want to focus on their physical health and sometimes it's exercise, but I have a lot of people that that are like, Ty, I work out two, three times a day. And I'm like, oh, okay, but you're not losing any weight. I know I'm not losing a thing. So then we start delving into their eating habits and they're eating cheeseburgers like Skittles. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
protein. Uh, <laughs> you can't do popping cheeseburgers like that and think something's going to change, right? Right. So then we got to start delving into, you know what I mean, eating habits. Some people call me about sleeping habits. So then we delve in again to what does their daily routine look like? What are their anchors? What are their existing behaviors that they do? They sleep with the TV on. They eat right before they go to bed. They, um, you know, they don't exhaust, you know, they're in, they don't have a routine before going to bed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Their bed isn't comfortable. Um, there's so many different things that we have to address in order to figure out what, you know, what their main issue is and how we can implement new behaviors um, to to help them out. Right. Um, I've had clients that um, um, wanted, oh, the relationships with their children. Right. They wanted they wanted better parenting habits. Right. So, you know, again, my one of my main focuses when I do that is I talk about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset that you may be implementing in your own children without even knowing. And a lot of that has to do with what you praise and what you judge. And I try to get them to um, understand the habit of praising hard work over praising great ability. So let's say you've got Jimmy, right? Jimmy's on the football team and, you know, he, he doesn't do well. He doesn't get any recognition for his work, right? right? Now, there are a couple of responses as a parent you can have. You can say, oh, well, you know, they were they weren't, you know, the coach doesn't recognize your talent. Right. You could say, you know, hey, um, you know, you're you're they were just mistaken. You're you're very, very good. You're the best one out there. Right. Like these are disingenuous responses. At right. the end of the day, you've got to tell them, hey, listen, you know, at the end of the day, you just weren't good enough to be at that top level. Now, if you want to play football for fun, that's okay. You can do that. But if you want to take it to the next level, if you want to be one of those elite players, it's going to take some work. Are you ready to do that work? You know what I mean? And a lot of times they're ready to do that work. I use my son as an example. He was doing jujitsu his first couple matches. He got molly whopped. They still use that? Anybody know molly I use molly whopped. So that's why I chuckle. I love, love the word molly And I had that exact conversation with him about work. It wasn't about ability. It was about work. So he decided, okay, we got some jump ropes. He was doing jump ropes. He's jumping rope in the garage. He was running. He was doing deadlifts. And then he went back in like three months later and he was cooking, slamming cats, choking them out and all that. And I praised his hard work. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, I made some mistakes with my daughter in that same regard where I was kind of focused on the mindset piece. I don't know if it was because, you know, she's a female and I was focused on her emotions more. I don't know what it was, but, you know, the habit, ultimately, what I'm saying is to the habit of praising hard work and learning and that growth mindset versus ability and innate skills and talents in that fixed mindset, because they won't know what to do when things don't go right if they're focused on a, you know, a fixed mindset. Sometimes it's um, relationships with, uh, with their spouse. And I, get, I, was, I, was, I had an argument. I don't want to call it an argument. I'm going to say it's a discussion. Yeah. Right. A young lady said to me that um, she said, Ty, you know what? Your spouse is more important than your children. And I said, I 100% agree. And people were coming at me in the comments. My children are everything. And yeah, you know, all of this kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I went on to explain the importance. I'm not saying that if your husband is starving and your child is starving, make sure you feed your child. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is to prioritize your spouse and their needs and your relationship because that is what's going to ultimately nurture their children. And guess what? At a certain point, your children are going to leave. Yeah. When your children get married, you know, it says you're in the Bible and I'm not really a big Bible thumper, but it does say in the Bible that you're, you know, your children and when they get married, they go with their spouse and not their parents. So your children are going to leave. It's your spouse that's going to be there for the remainder of your life. Sure. And when and oftentimes when you prioritize your children over your spouse, then how does your spouse how does your spouse feel underappreciated? Right. Mm -hmm. 
They don't feel peace at home. Right. So then what do they do? They want to leave. Mm-hmm. Hence find it, the, find that hence, appreciation elsewhere. Find that appreciation. Find that attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to your child? How many, and I I know a lot of women that are, you know, have, you know, the, the child's father is not necessarily in their lives. And I'm not saying it's their fault, but what I'm saying is when you focus on the children more than your spouse, you can end up in a divorce type of relationship and the child is the one that's suffering most. So that's, but my overarching point is I've had clients that, um, you know, we talk about how they can have better relationships with their spouse, how they can have better relationships with their, um, their other loved ones and things like that. And a lot of times, you know, that deals with, you know, listening. That's probably one of the most important, Important keys in any relationship, in any facet, whether it's business or personal, listening is probably one of the most important keys to focus in on. Because when people want to feel heard, when you make them feel heard, that changes their entire right? So those are some examples of how habits and different habits and different circumstances can help change lives. I, look, I love everything that you're talking about, and, and it just makes so much sense. Creating good habits is just gonna, it just helps you better in in every aspect of your life. And, and I think it's a perfect opportunity to go to our last segment here. It's about damn time. My favorite segment, you know, not because it's the name of the podcast, but you know, maybe a little bit. Uh, and, and, and in the segment, it's about damn time. What I like to do is have have my guest on actually tell the listeners. Tell them what it's about them time to do. So, Ty, what is it about them time for people to start doing to be able to create good habits? Well, it's about damn time for people to focus and shift their focus from goals to systems. We don't reach our goals or milestones. When we don't reach our goals or milestones, we say things like, I need more willpower. I need more motivation. I need more discipline. That is false. What you need is a better system. Imagine you bought a dresser from Amazon and when it arrived at your home, the directions were off. There were pieces missing. Would you blame yourself or would you blame Amazon or the manufacturer? Of course, you would blame the manufacturer and or Amazon. So stop beating yourself up for not reaching your goals or reaching your destination when your GPS was from a pawn shop. We don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And the most important system is habit formation. And the way that you can build long-lasting, life-changing, and consistent habits is through A, B, C. Anchor, behavior, celebration. I love it. I love it. Hey, Ty, I, everything's going to be in the show notes, you know, including your, your, I'm going to, I'm going to find and Google that, 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 that 75 hard thing. So if people's interested in doing that, I'm going to know you on day 19. Good luck, my brother. Cause mm-hmm. that sounds, that is, that sounds real difficult, but everything will be in the show notes, but let everybody know where they can find you in, you know, on social platforms and everywhere. Oh, absolutely. All you have to do is search the habit strategist. My website is thehabitstrategist.com. On Instagram, The Habit Strategist. On TikTok, Ty, The Habit Strategist. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as The Habit Strategist. I think I'm on Snapchat. As the, I'm not on Snapchat like that, but if you're on that, that's where you can find me. Um, but, you know, even on Facebook, you can find me as Ty Nichols. But again, if you search The Habit Strategist, you will find the kid. I, as again, I coach people all over the world and I do have coaching programs. But I also do keynote speeches and workshops and all day seminars as well. So if you have if you have a business um, or a nonprofit where you have, you know, your team, your employees, your staff that want to change some of their habits or change their shift, their shift, their mental uh, focus when it comes to habits and productivity. Feel free to reach out on any of these platforms, including my website, again, thehabitstrategist.com, and let us work this out and help you build habits the way you should. The difference between the life 
you have and the life you want are the habits you wish you had and the habits you wish you did. Mm. See, this man, do you see how he finished that? That man went right into it. He know what he doing. Professional. <laughs> professional. In the ebook. In the ebook as well. Oh, yeah. So also, I do have my ebook, Habitivity, No Willpower Needed. Um, it's currently, like I said, in an ebook form. It's actually an editable ebook and also comes with a workbook. So once you actually go through the ebook itself, you can also go through the workbook and track your progress, build your plan, and ultimately change your life. Yeah, Todd, I, I appreciate you for being a part of this about damn time, man. This has been life altering. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. It's been a blast. I love it. I, hey, I can't wait to come back. Open invitation. <laughs> Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.